Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. But better than all those guys has to be Mike Morgan. Mike Morgan, who yeah. joins us right now. He's actually going to be on the call for the Cure Bowl on Friday. Northern Illinois taking on Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, 10.5-point favorites in that game. Mike, thanks for joining us tonight on the Roman Guest Line. How are you? Gentlemen, how are you? We are doing pretty good. We're watching some Alabama-Memphis uh, hoops and yeah. the NBA, trying to figure out this whole COVID situation and all the leagues. Uh, so you're going to be on the call for the Cure Bowl. I'm actually really looking forward to this. Northern Illinois last year was an absolute disaster. Uh, this year they turn around the program. And then Coastal Carolina last year, I absolutely loved that team. They had that nice win over BYU and Zach Wilson. This year, I mean, they're really starting to build something there. Your thoughts on this matchup coming up this week, Mike? Yeah, I, well, you you hit on the key points. Northern Illinois is the first team in the history of, of the sport to go winless and then win their conference championship the very next year. Uh, and as you know, you guys both know, I mean, the MAC champion, uh, that, that is a league that produces NFL players. That is a league that produces a lot of upsets, and certainly they're always going to be formidable in these bowl games. And then Coastal, Coastal really became the media darlings last year. I mean, it's amazing how many people had who had no idea who or what or where Coastal Carolina was, and now all of a sudden they're like, "Go shots, go shot to clears." Uh, I I think it's an intriguing matchup. Northern Illinois will just ground and pound. I mean, they are old school. They will just line up and run, run, run forty times in a given game. They don't care. Their quarterback is Rocky Lombardi, which is something straight out of Hollywood from a name standpoint. He's the former Michigan State Spartan. Think about this: Lombardi led the Spartans to a win over Michigan two years ago, and now he's the starting quarterback at Northern Illinois, coming off an zero and six year, and he leads them to the MAC title. So that's how they win games. They they out physical people. And Coastal is one of the quickest group five teams, if not the quickest out there on both sides of the ball. So it's a little bit of speed versus power. You know, it's funny really quickly uh, about Rocky Lombardi is so I, uh, when my first job was in Creston, Iowa, Mike, and I was doing uh, radio for KSIB. So I would, I was the sports director. So I would do the morning show, the midday show, and then I'd go and broadcast, you know, the games of the week. Rocky Lombardi did about four of his games in Clive, Iowa, and then he became the starting quarterback for Michigan State. But, I mean, it's like population. I don't even know, man. Here comes this kid, and he's at Michigan State. Now he's at Northern Illinois. I feel like it's going to be a good game. I'm using that factoid on the broadcast. You just gave me some material. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I I ask. Hey, also, you're going to be on the call this weekend uh, for the uh, Shanahan Bowl, I'm told as well. You got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Atlanta Falcons, and for Atlanta, it's been a disappointing uh, season. I mean, you you know, you get Arthur Smith, you think you're going to fix that offense. They haven't been able to do so. And then for the yeah. 49ers, they've been up and down all season. How do you see this one playing out? They won four of their last five, though, yeah. so there you go. Trending upwards, yeah, I yeah, I mean, San Fran looks like kind of figuring it out. I mean, the one thing, look, I, I love Gronk, uh, Hall of Famer, one of the best I've ever seen, and obviously love Kelsey, but if, if Kittle played – for a better team or if he played on the East coast or, I mean, that dude is just an absolute so freak. If, if you watch the end of that game, everybody in the stadium knew it was going to be Kittle over the middle and they never stopped it. I think he got targeted 15 times. He caught 13 passes and, and that's the, that's the formula for success for San Francisco right now, that and uh, a defense that's come alive. But I, what I love about the matchup 
And what I love about the NFL this time of year is that you just have so many relevant games. But because Atlanta won and because they they basically humbled Cam Newton and the Panthers in Charlotte, they actually have a chance at this thing. I mean, it's it's not likely, but if they if they pull off an upset in San Fran, they're in the mix. And for San Francisco, if they keep doing what they're doing, they're not only in the mix. I mean, they're they're pretty much solidified a spot, especially with the expanded format. So I love the fact that we can look at these kind of games and I get a chance to call this kind of game where it truly feels like if you win, you really got a good shot of the postseason. If you lose, you're in a lot of trouble. So it's got almost a playoff feel to it. Mike, we were supposed to ask this question when we brought you in, so our apologies. If you could dip your fries in only one sauce <laughs> for the rest of your life, one condiment, what would it be? It's been a it's been a hot debate on our show. For my fries? Yes. Yeah. You dip your fries in one sauce for the rest uh, of your life. Okay, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw you guys the ultimate curveball. Uh-oh. All right. So I've I've spent the last however many years of my life in the southeast, and I got introduced to this years ago at a wing joint where they serve these things called wing chips, which is basically potatoes, but not quite hard like a potato chip, more soft like a French fry. And what you would mix those in was malt vinegar. And when I get a side of fries now, if that if that restaurant has malt vinegar, which like a Five Guys does, or if I just have it at home, that's what I'm putting them in. Not ketchup, not mustard, and please don't say mayo. You're going to make me sick. Uh, I'm, I'm all about the malt vinegar now. So if we can call that a condiment, I'm all about it. That's fine. That's fine. And I love malt vinegar on my fries. Wait, what? I, Good yeah, man. It's, it's like we got this. You never had that? No, like, but it's I, like I mean, fries. it sounds like you get some fries oh, in a cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get malt vinegar no. on the side. Like, that's, no, that's, that's a good call. And also some Old Bay on the fries as well. Always a good call. Okay, good call. Ryan here said he would dip his fries in mustard for the rest of his life if he had a choice, and I almost <laughs> threw up live on air and took, wow. took a leave of absence. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, I, and I love mustard on almost anything, but I don't know if I can put it on a fry. On I fries? mean, that's that's a little bit shaky. What's the song called again, Ryan? Oh, I was doing a little Eric Church for him. Mike, are you an Eric Church fan? A little Love Your Love the Most? <laughs> you know, all I, my fries. Yeah, see, I'm not a huge country music guy, but I got a lot of friends, not to mention the, the wife is, so oh. I, I'm very familiar with Eric it, Church. As funny as it is, Mike, I am also not a cal, uh, country music music fan, but when I did said job in, at KSIB, you become I also had to be the overnight country guy, so I'd be like, and that right there was Eric Church with Love Your there Love the you Most, go. so I would have to use all those you know, stupid prep services and whatnot. Nice. Well, Mike, let's nice. take a more serious turn yeah. here. Let's let's talk about the Super Bowl and odds. And right now at BetMGM, the Buccaneers lead everyone plus 425. They're favorite to win it all. The Chiefs are right behind them. And if I would have told you maybe three weeks ago that the Chiefs would be have the second best odds, you'd call me crazy because they look terrible. And the Packers are right there at plus 700 tied with the Patriots for third best odds to win it all. Who would you say is your favorite to win it all? Because one thing that we have said all year long, even to this point, is like there hasn't been like a standout best player MVP who has really put their stamp on this season and also a team in the same conversation. Who do you think is the favorite to win it all this year? Well, I mean, for me, it'd be hard to not put my money on the Bucks and Brady. I, I just I, I'm not as confident in that defense. And Josh Allen and the Bills, if you watch the second half yeah. and, of course, overtime, but really the second half of that game, they they got dissected. Now now Allen is, I mean, you, I'm old enough to remember John Elway, and I I haven't seen many guys that resemble a skill set of John Elway. Like that dude's got it. I I know they're not having the year a lot of people expected, but good lord, he put on a clinic in that game, and that'd be a little bit concerning if I'm a Bucks fan because the defense 
you know, where was it for that second half? They give up like 28 unanswered points, but, but I still, my money would still be on the bucks. Uh, Obviously on the AF in the AFC, it's hard to go against the chiefs. I mean, I don't think we have that many teams that are really capable of going all of going the distance. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you know, I mean, some of the teams we thought might be a month ago, whether it was the bills, whether it was the saints, whether it was, I don't know, the Cowboys. I, I, I just, I don't put much stock in, in any of those tier two teams right now. So I think the three you mentioned, yeah, the, that's chalk, but like, who's the dark horse right, right. now? Who's, Who's the team you're going to put money on right now that's not in that top three? And especially when you look at the quarterbacks, you know, I mean, Mahomes has been there the last, you know, three years to the AFC title game and two straight Super Bowls. You have Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. It's really hard to pick somebody like Matthew Stafford or Kyler Murray over two of the greatest that I've ever seen play the game. I'm glad that you brought up Josh Allen. I was having this uh, conversation with a couple of my family members this weekend about young quarterbacks because I was kind of surprised that my cousin – he actually calls plays for a college and he's like, if I could have any quarterback in the league under 26, I would go with Josh Allen. And I was surprised. I'm a big Joe Burrow guy and I love Justin Herbert. And um, I'd probably choose Herbert just because of the injuries for Burrow. But I'm sorry if I've asked you this question out of all the young guys, if you had to start a franchise with, let's say like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, who just got done talking about Justin Herbert, who really impresses you the most, especially when you get out and you call these games. Now, are we including Mahomes in this yeah. conversation? Uh, let's throw Mahomes out just because, like, everybody's okay. already labeled him the GOAT already. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we, I should that's say up and coming. Covered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, again, I'll I'll go with Josh Allen. You know, my only concern for Josh Allen, and you mentioned one of these guys, like like Matthew Stafford. I, I called some of his games at Georgia. It, you watch him. You, you watch him as much as you could tolerate Detroit Lions football, but you watch him in Detroit it wasn't all everybody else's fault. Like at some point, even though Matthew Stafford has the size, the cannon of an arm, he's mobile. At some point, the fact that you haven't had any success in the postseason is on you. Right. So to me, this is a big year for him. Like when they get to the postseason, and I'm assuming they will, he's got to do something in the postseason. Otherwise you just start to be labeled a guy. That's like a great numbers guy and looks the part. But when it comes to the, the postseason, a non-factor. And, and so Josh Allen obviously leads the Bills to the AFC Championship game last year, so he, he doesn't have to, like, apologize for that. But I, I wouldn't want to see him with all that ability turn into a guy that can't get over the hump. Josh Allen, to me, surrounded by the right talent, and if he can get the intangibles in the postseason, be, have that clutch gene that Brady has and, you know, other guys that we've seen in the past that – He's got, to me, the highest ceiling of all of them. I, I, again, I just – I haven't seen that kind of total skill set. And it's not just how good you look in the lot, you know, in your underwear and how fast you're on a 40. He's also accurate as hell. Like, he can make every throw known to mankind. And he's got no he run just, game. <laughs> he's got no – zero. Most people couldn't even tell you a Bill's running back right now. So, zero run game. Defense is good, not great. Uh, so he could use some help, but I'll, I'll put my stock on him right now. Mike, how hard is it for you to call these games, especially now with this spike in COVID pop-ups in the NFL? Like last time we saw, was it the last two days, over 75 positive yeah. cases? Like how hard is that for an announcer? And also just for the NFL, like moving forward, we made it this far as where yeah. it, it didn't seem like a huge issue, but now all of a sudden this is a very big deal in the season where you finally get some fans back. Like this could really change the landscape for the rest of the season with all these positives now coming out. 
Man, I'm telling you, I'm just keeping my my fingers crossed that we don't run into some major spike come postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've got 17 games now. You know, maybe you maybe you lose a game, maybe you lose a COVID game, right? Because some of your key players are out, and you just have to punt it away, and it sucks. But it is what it is. But I'll tell you this personally. After surviving 2020, where every week I went into the schedule looking at the game that I had and thinking, there's a good, there's a 50-50 chance this game's going to be canceled. Yeah. yeah. So I, and and several of mine were. So compared to last year, this year has been gravy. It's been absolute gravy. It's not perfect. And like you said, the 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 fear is the worst is still ahead of us, not behind us for this specific season. But nothing could be as bad as 2020. No fans, COVID all over the place, yeah. games reshuffled, rescheduled. I, I don't ever want to go back down that path, college or pro. Mike, thanks so much. Yeah, we had Kendall Hinton, who I'd never even heard of, a wide receiver playing quarterback at one point last season. So I'd say this season's been much better. Mike, I've also just heard his name for the first time just <laughs> yeah, now, so I'm not going to lie to you. I bet on them, and they were eight-and-a-half-point dogs. It didn't go well. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining us, man. Have a great call at the Cure Bowl, okay? Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. That's Mike Morgan right there. You'll hear him on the call. We'll be live on that broadcast, Northern Illinois against Coastal Carolina. And I can tell you right now, Q, I already played Coastal Carolina. Oh, yeah, I'm playing Coastal Ten-and-a-half-point well. favorites. The reason we fell in love with those goofy dudes is because of their stupid mullets, but man, they could play some football.